Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Last time on Black Belt Beauty Radio. I want to make sure that the message is very clear that when I talk about mission, it is about what it makes your heart freaking sing. That's what I'm talking about. And so for me, it really was, how do I hold on to that in the moments when I'm to my knees? Because it is the mission that will carry you through. It is that pulling of the heartstrings, the thing that you wait when you get up in the morning, when all the shit is hit in the fan, when you're worried about finances, when you're having arguments with your business partners, when no one's liking your content, how do you keep going? Mission. It is that thing that no matter what holds you back, you're going to find a way through because you believe it so much. Yeah, you give space, you know, and you really give yourself grace. And and that's why I say self-compassion is actually, it's a high performance tool because you need that space. You need that space to be fucking human. You need that space to, you know, make mistakes, to have hard moments, like all of that shit. And if you, if you don't give yourself that space, you get stuck in the guilt the shame, I mean, self-sabotage. And I know that you talk about self-sabotage in such a fucking awesome way and in your book as well. And so it's really, yeah, it's really something where it's important to say that all of this is repetition work. All of this is here to, to, to continuously invest yourself in the development of, and that's how Mm. you're really going to live a fucking radically confident life. Right. So like, (laughs) I was like, well done. That was like nicely. (laughs) Hey, star there. (laughs) Okay, listen, wait, there's so much. Okay, can I just say this? Like, this is, I'm just throwing this in. I I died with the meditation pillow. I just want you to. (laughs) (laughs) I now use it as a first stool. I fucking like today on your Instagram, one of your incredible fucking drawings. And you're talking about (laughs) meditation and the drawing. And all I could think about was that fucking meditation pillow, like kissing your feet. So I'm saying, Lisa, you did such an incredible job of like just everything with this book. I want to ask you um, a couple of questions. (laughs) One question is what was the hardest chapter for you to write? Ooh, Maybe nine. I think that that's the one about unpissed and gain emotional sobriety because there's a yeah. story that I tell in there that I've never told a soul. I literally went from I've told my husband and my sister and not another soul to let me write it in the book and publish it to everyone in the whole world. And I was fucking literally you're like, OK, is anybody around you? I'm like, no, no. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was hard. Uh, <gasps> and it's interesting how we get in our own heads about what is traumatizing. And like there was, so there's a story that I share in there that I had only shared for two people in the world and I've put it in. And it was one of those moments that became very pivotal for me because in the moment of when it happened, I said to myself, this is one of those moments that we as humans hold on to for the rest of our lives. And we use it as the thing we go back to of why we're terrible, why we're useless, why we're, you know, all the things, all the negative things we want to say to ourselves. And it's one of these moments that can either haunt me for the rest of my life or right now being self-aware that this moment can haunt me, 
in real time, I had to change the way that I was thinking about how it was happening because those moments can break you. And it's, it's the fact that I was so self-aware that it happened. And I told myself, how do I use this for good? One day I will tell this story for good. And I made that promise to myself was exactly how I was able to overcome it. I mean, it was, first of all, the story is just fucking radical. I literally was in there with you. Like, Oh my God, girl, like, what the fuck are you going to do? How am I going to help you right now? Like, holy (laughs) shit. Oh my God. But listen, what you just said is so important. So important that I actually have, I I wanted to, um, to re I wanted to actually read this piece from Mm -hmm. that section as kind of a wrap out and into rapid fire questions that I have, because this is so fucking powerful what you did. And I really want our listeners to like, stop whatever you're fucking doing right now and take in this moment, because if you can ask yourself this question in so many hard moments, whatever hard moment you're facing, you are going to, I'm just going to use your fucking epic title, but you are going to not only develop radical confidence, but you're going to develop a radical life. You're going to be able to stand in your decisions. That is true empowerment. That is where real fulfillment is built off of, from my opinion. So I'm going to read uh, this little segment, but you said, and here I was writing my own story. I realized this moment was a future memory and I could choose how I wanted to remember it. That's so fucking major. You know, I mean, I know you touched on it, but like I had to make it actual, like read it because for you to say like, Hey, wait a second. You know what it reminds me of Lisa is 2020. Um, you know, I remember thinking to myself, okay, you know, we're all challenged. Everyone's facing unique challenges. And, you know, I remember thinking this is a moment in history. (laughs) When I look back, how am I going to feel about how I moved? myself through all these challenges in this moment. And that's very important to me personally, because it's not always about the goal for me. It's about who I'm becoming, who am I in that fucking process? Right. And so keeping that awareness in, and I feel like that question that you asked yourself in such a fucking gnarly moment, (laughs) it was was just so epic that it had to, it had to live in this conversation. Yeah, girl. Thank you. It's One of those, it's such a powerful question to ask yourself in moments of despair Um, because, and everything has come in hindsight, you know, it's like, oh, I wish I'd handled that differently because now I could say, you know, I was the person that. And so I go, oh, that's actually a powerful mindset to have. Um, It's not about falling on your face. It's not about how you fell on your face. It's about what you did when you fell. And that's the thing that I can control. I can't control when I, you know, crumble, you know, sometimes, but how am I thinking about it and how am I getting back up? And that's something that I can um, be proud of. And that's something I can control. And that, that's the something that when I look back at those moments, what's the story you're going to tell? I'm the person that fell on my face and stayed there. Or I'm the person that fell and got the fuck back up. Like that's just, it's up to you. It really is. Now, look, I'm not saying it's easy so that like, trust me. And that there's not, but did you try to get back up? Yes or no. And girl, if we can catch ourselves in that moment, and because I've been working on my mindset, I really want to make sure that people hear this. I've been working on my mindset for six, seven, eight years up to that point. So that was the first time I was able to do it in real time. So I want people to hear that even 
now sometimes I don't catch myself in real time. So I've done it before, but I give myself the, the, the grace to be flawed. And so I don't, when something happens, when I fall to my knees, I don't always, not always perfect. Yeah. But when I can be, I do try and remind myself, hey, this is going to be a future memory. How do you want to sh- feel about yourself in the future when you look back at the now? And sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. You know, I'm able to do that. But when I do, I give myself a pat on the back. And when I don't, I give myself the grace to get better next time. Fuck yeah, girl. Fucking love you. <laughs> I love you too. Fucking girl. Oh my goodness. Okay. Listen, I can go on and on because there's so many other aspects of the book. Honestly, like there are, and we know that we are going to continue having these conversations. Um, I cannot wait to just promote this book with all of my heart. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about that we haven't touched on that you want to live in this conversation? Oh, I think the only real thing is um, you've said, to, you've said tw- I think twice in this interview, Lisa, you're really confident. And so that's actually one thing I want to address because people think that I am. Now, look, right now in front of the camera, yes, I am. But I've built that. The first time I got in front of the camera, I was petrified. The second time I was petrified, like it's been years and years and years of practice, practice, practice that I can get to the point where I am not. But there are so many things that I am not sure about. There are so many things I'm not confident on, including this book. When I first went, like when Tom literally, my literary agent knew Tom and COVID had just hit and Tom comes into my office. I'm sitting here at my computer and Tom's like, hey, babe, um, you know, Celeste just called and said, "Um, is Lisa interested in writing a book? I was like, oh, that's sweet. Let's type in. And he's like, hey, what the hell? Like, did you just hear me? Like, an agent just asked if you're interested in writing a book. Yeah, babe, that's really sweet. But who would buy a book for me? And that was the first thing that came out of my mouth. Now, look, that was a year ago. After, I've, already yeah. built a billion, I've already built a billion dollar business. I've already built Impact Theory that has over like half a billion views on our content. And yet that's the first words that come out of my mouth. So that actually was what ended up being part of the reason why I wrote a book called Radical Confidence. Because the truth is, is that confidence, people so much focus on confidence. I want to be confident like you, Lisa. I want confidence like Roxy. And the truth is like, stop focusing on wanting the confidence. Start focusing on what the end goal is. I want confidence like Roxy so that I can do what? Sorry about that. Um, so that I can do what? So that I can have my own show. Amazing. Then stop focusing on freaking being confident like Roxy. Start focusing on starting a show. And now that's where the book comes in, where it's blueprints, because I can't get out of my own head. So now it goes, okay, I, I don't feel good about starting a show, but Lisa says radical confidence means being freaking scared and doing it anyway with the right set of tools. I'm not saying blindly go in and you can do it anyway. No, no, no. It is, okay, I want to start a show within a year. Great. Your first step is press record on the freaking camera. You don't even have to post it. That's how you build a plan. That's how you get radically confident. That's how you then take radical confidence to build competence. And competence then leads to confidence. So everything that I say, I follow this blueprint. It is like, it is 280. It is anything I try. It does not mean that I feel good, guys. And I want people to stop focusing on the feeling of confidence and focus on what life do you want? What does that end goal look like? And how the hell do you get there? And eventually confidence will come along. Yes, it's a fucking byproduct of fucking 
taking the actions. And that's why, I mean, there's so many fucking strategies and tactics in this book that literally, literally, I'm saying this with all my heart. If someone really just uses this book, almost like, like you said, like a blueprint, you know, and just, and when you get stuck and when, cause you touch on all the things, when the voice starts coming, when you fucking take the punches and you're down, like the getting back up, like all the pieces in this book, boundaries, we didn't touch on that. And I fucking boundaries, I could talk about that forever. But if you really, really, really use this book, I'm telling you, like, you're going to fucking take the action. You're going to do the things that are going to give you the confidence that we're talking about. And I love this last piece that you put in Lisa, because it is so important to really just make it clear that like, you know, it's not, you don't, there's no period at the fucking end of the sentence. You're still having to do the work as a constant in your life, as accomplished as you are, which is so fucking major so that you can continue to develop, fortify and own this confidence. And, you know, I know my girl, like with as much as you have accomplished, which is so fucking much, I have chills right now, straight up. Like, I know you haven't even fucking scratched the surface yet. Like I literally have chills. You can't <laughs> see it. Like I know it. I know it. So I'm just, I still I, haven't changed those 14 year old girls lives, homie. So, you know, I'm still on the, the path. I, I don't know. Is that true though? I think there's a lot of 14 year old girls. You're just fucking loving Not on a global scale, okay. not on a global scale. And that was the thing. When I started writing this book, like having goals and stuff, I said, I will one day for young girls to say I'm radically confident and they never know knew that it came from a book that Lisa Billu wrote, because that's how much I want to fr- freaking impact culture. It's not about me. It's about impacting culture. And there are, you know, Oprah's done it. I mean, there's some incredible women that have literally changed culture. And so when I think about what do I want to leave this earth, it is that, and it doesn't even have to be in my name, but just that my, my impact has had a ripple effect. Yes, mama. It's fucking on. <laughs> I'm in your corner. Let's go. Aww. Oh my goodness. Okay. My rapid questions that are not necessarily that rapid, actually. Um, and you please do not have to be rapid. So you and me together, we're like, we could talk for so long. The, we're the worst people to do rapid fire questions. Oh my God. Sorry, are we, I know. I'm like, oh my God, the time. I just don't even oh, think about oh. time. Okay. Don't worry. I'm having so much fun. So first one is, what's the last song that you've had on repeat? <laughs> oh, uh, business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Give me one more night. One more night to get this. Got a million, million nights. <laughs> oh my god! You should see. I love you. You're like so in it, and I've got like the worst voice ever. But you see, <laughs> I'm your side dancer. Like, yeah, I know you really are. So that's my current song. But okay. the one that is my on repeat, that is my jam. I know yours is Rocky. Which did you see the the mention of Rocky in the book? I thought of you when I wrote that line. By the way, Wait. the Rocky theme tune. I was, I wrote a reference about Rocky in the book and I literally thought of you as I wrote it. Really? Like, yeah. Like the rat, the Rocky theme tune comes in. Cue okay. I probably, the tiger. Oh yeah. Fuck. Okay. Well I'm on the spot right now, but, but I have, I, I'm dealing with mold too. So, <laughs> so okay. So, okay. I, the tiger, yeah. um, I'm putting, it's like, that's your theme song, right? It is. It's definitely yeah. one of 
Yeah. Yeah. So mine is um, Survivor by Destiny's Child. I'm oh, a yeah. survivor. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to stop it. Like, that's just like, you want to talk about anything that gets me jammed up. I, I like, I think everyone needs their, their own hype song. Oh, yeah. Like their bad bitch foods, too. Yeah. Yeah. Bad bitch foods. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) You know what? There's a remix of that song that I'm going to send you. And it's it's definitely not. It's very cinematic. It's it's like very kind of dark, but like intense. Like you are fucking about to just do the thing. I'm going to send it to you. Please do. So, So good. Um, okay. I love that. Okay. Next, next question is, um, what's, what's a fun goal slash desire that you are seeking to actualize this year? Oh, um, this year, I don't know. Oh, will it happen this year? What month are we in? Yeah, maybe it will happen. Um, I've been working on a female superhero story called the wish Academy women of impact superheroes. And it's basically like gossip girl meets Harry Potter. If you will, so it's like superhero school for girls um, in Harry Potter style. So each year takes out a season. I've been trying to get that off the ground for maybe four years. Um, It's basically the the girls, the main character's superhero. um, Her superpower is intuition. It's like like having gut instinct. Yeah. Um, but as women, we um, push it down. Other people ignore it. It's seen as like the ghetto, lame superhero power at school while other people can fly. But of course, you know, she learns to love her power and the power of intuition. Um, and so that is such a beautiful story. And I, going back to hitting the 14 year old market, yeah. um, that's really the biggest thing that if I can get that published on Webtoons this year, um, that would be exciting because I'm really trying to make that into an animation series. Oh my God. That's so sick. I can't wait. That's badass. And the, and, and the superpower is really a, that's a great focus right there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Thank you. I'm excited. <laughs> um, okay. Favorite way to celebrate a big win. Ooh. How dirty can I be? <laughs> It's me. How PG. <laughs> Let me tell you, I just started pole dancing. It's the best thing ever. I wanted to do it for I years. I love it's that. Perfect. Like we're strength and sensuality meet. Yeah. It's so gnarly. Um, so yeah, please, by all means. Like- all right. Big celebration. Um, it looks like me and my husband, uh, husband, hubby wearing onesies. So me and my hubby wearing matching onesies, um, having some alcohol, eating some sushi getting tipsy and then having wild sex. Yeah. <laughs> like that's my, if I'm going to be utterly girl, I'm never going to fucking lie to you. So that's that because Tom and I don't drink much. We don't eat bad, not bad food, but things that could potentially like it goes against my normal diet. Like I, right, right. I don't, can't stomach a lot of rice and things like that. So it's really doing things we don't normally get to do. And then, um, so it's like you know. a little bit of naughty. Exactly. And then the the tip, because I even said to you before we got, we started recording how much I miss Vegas. Like I love Vegas and that was Vegas for us. It was like Tom and I, you know, building businesses and taking, you know, we we take a lot of things very seriously. So we like having those moments where it's just like, we're just going to indulge. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, Next question. So any go-to words like a mantra or an affirmation when 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but actually, right now you heard my mouth move. <laughs> that was like, no. I was like, yes. So recently, I had I set alarms on my phone, and I do like the so I close my eyes. I I call it like well, it, in the roulette? book I refer to it as yeah, you got yeah. this roulette. Yeah, I love it that you remember. Yeah. So literally, it's put some something down in your phone. Close your eyes and do a spin, and then just press save. Um, I sometimes get Tom to check to make sure it's not like at 1 a.m. so it doesn't wake me up in the middle of the night. But the whole point is that it catches you off guard and you never know when the alarm's going to go off. And it becomes this reminder. Um, and I, whenever I'm trying to remember something, I, I will do that for at least a week until it really sticks with me. And so recently, the one that I've been doing is um, be deliberate, not precious. Oh, I love that. That's really because, badass. Yeah, Because please. so much work that I do, it's like, oh no, I have to review this. No, I, you know, we all get... A yeah. lot of us women, I'm just going to say women because a lot of my friends get very OCD on something being perfect. Right. Right. And it's like, no, no, no I can't go out. Oh my God, it has to be perfect. And, right. you know, in our business, we take our, our shit seriously. Yep. And so I was realizing that I was holding myself back because I was being precious over everything. Yep. And I had to pause. And I was like, well, Lisa, you're holding yourself back. And like right now, the way that you're acting won't help you get to the goal you want. And remember, I said I'm very goal oriented. So when I saw that me being precious was actually holding back all the things that we had strategized to do for the book, I realized, wow, I, you know, stop being precious, Lisa. Stop being precious. And I kept saying, I was like, but that doesn't feel right. Like, you know, or, you know, cause it's like, well, just put it out there. That was what I was saying. Just put it out there. And I was like, that doesn't compute with how I feel. So I don't want to just let go of something as if I don't right. care. Right. So what are words that I can say? No, 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 you do care, but at least you can't be the bottleneck. So I just said, what, what's a phrase that will hit me really hard. And so I just sat there and I was like, okay, Lisa, what are you trying to do? I'm trying to be deliberate okay yes you're trying to be deliberate but I'm not being precious oh so that's basically how so I came perfect. up with that quote and I've had it on my alarm like the last couple of weeks that's so fucking epic and I'm gonna do that with the alarm I've done the alarm where you know you set off like a, a mantra or whatever but the, the the part where you're not looking that's mm-hmm. the gangster shit you know because I might it might go off fucking three in the morning for me but I usually go pee at that time anyway so it's fine <laughs> it's actually <laughs> perfect timing well, yeah, exactly. When you're peeing, that's the perfect time. Or actually once, girl, I'm telling you, it actually happened. At, and look, it goes off multiple times in the worst time. You're in the middle of a meeting, you're in the middle of a podcast, right? So it's going to happen. But if you commit to it, when it happens and you nail it, it's epic. Like I remember I was in the middle of a meeting once and I can't remember what the situation was, but the alarm that I had is, um, do they want to do good? It was something like that because it was like, failure after failure after failure, like with the team and with me and with everyone. And so I was like, for fuck's sake, like we all keep getting it wrong. What the fuck is going on? And so I had this reminder because it got to the point where I would see something wrong and it would really fucking bother me immediately. And like my fuse was getting shorter and shorter. And I was like, okay, this fuse isn't serving me. It's not making the team feel great. And so what are things that I can do to put in place? And the thing was like, what was their intention? That was it. What was their intention? Or oh. what's the intention? And yeah. I, so I had that as the alarm and it happened in literally one moment where someone's telling me bad news and my alarm goes off and it's like, what is their intention? I'm like, thank you. And I'm like slowly putting my phone down and I'm like, you know what? Don't worry. We're okay. You know, and it really hit me right. That's and dope. so. Yeah, no, works, that's girl. so good. That's so good. Hey, you guys, if you've been following me here for a while or on any of my channels, you know I am always talking about the power of journaling and specifically what it has done for me and continues to do for me in my life. 
With that said, I am so excited to officially announce that my guided and illustrated self-actualization journal, You Are The Path, is out for sale. I have been working on this for quite some time now with my incredible, talented artist friend, Emerald Paget. And I could not be more excited for you to experience this journal. To make it very clear, this is not your typical kind of stationary item of journal. It's more of a book and it is so visually stimulating. You are the path holds space for you to unravel, unleash, investigate, hypothesize, affirm, inspire, fortify to essentially create you and all aspects of your life you can literally stretch out and run free within the vast open pages so in this journal you have seven guided and illustrated sections led by five thought-provoking questions and prompts that evoke exploratory thinking of course you're welcome to ignore them but they are there to anchor you because Talking about journaling for some time now for to so many people, I've learned that journaling can feel daunting to some people. Like you don't know what to do or where to start. So these journal prompts and questions are there to just anchor you in and help you get moving through the pages. Um, each section also has a personal quote for me. And again, the artistry in this journal throughout the journal by my girl, Emerald Paget is absolutely incredible. It is there to evoke your imagination and all your senses and really just take you into deep parts of your mind and your heart. So the final section offers 20 blank pages. So the other sections all have lined pages in them. And this is really special for me because I've never come across a journal that had both. And throughout my journaling practice for almost the entirety of my life, um, you know, I've really needed and wanted both. Uh, so I'm just excited to give you this opportunity to be able to sketch and just let your imagination run free on these blank pages, but also have the beautiful structure and, you know, refinement of, of lines for you to just, you know, script out your heart. So again, this journal is absolutely a mystical experience. It's a mystical adventure. I want you to just drop in and to ultimately connect with your highest self, your authentic self, your intuition. And this journal is meant to facilitate that process for you. So to shop this journal, go to blackbeltbeauty.com. It's right there at the top menu. You'll also be able to see some visuals of the journal. And I just, I know you're going to love it. So let me know what you think and enjoy the path that is you. I mean, from, from your words right now, but to the actual process, like that is fucking phenomenal. Um, what's a new challenge that you're facing right now that, you know, you're, that you're basically, what's a new challenge that you're, you're aiming to conquer? Um, really selling a book. So when I even said yes to this, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. So another thing about confidence, I'm like, oh, you wrote a book. You seem so confident. It's like, I had no idea what I was doing, but I use radical confidence. And I'm like, that just means you have to keep moving forward and you have to keep asking them enough questions and you have to keep learning and you have to, you know, be humble and go in as the learner and not think that you know everything. And just because you've succeeded over here doesn't mean that you're going to succeed over here. Like there is no freaking guarantee. And so I literally came in as the learner and I phoned some of my friends where I'm like, hey, you've written on your times number one. What did you do? You know, like literally I had a list of questions and this, I would phone up like three or four of my friends and I was like, what is the thing that you didn't expect that's surprising? What's the best thing out of the book? What's the thing you hate the most um what's the thing you would do differently 
Um, and so I had this list of questions and I found all my friends and I wrote down all of their answers. And then I processed what is the trap that I going back to self-awareness. I know myself well enough. So where are the traps that I'm going to find myself in and how can I preempt them? Because I don't want to beat myself up when it happens. So I want to try and do the work to prevent it. And then if I find myself there, like, go, oh, well, at least you tried. Right. So like, I know burnout is real for me. I've had a lot of gut issues. And so that was a thing that people who haven't had health issues have said, I got so burnt out that for four months, I couldn't think of anything creative. And I was like, wow, that is real. So I was like, what did you do? So I can make sure I don't do that. And so I went in as the learner, researched, asked my friends, found out and figured out where the pitfalls were because they all very much pretty much said that a lot of the same thing. It's in the promotion of it. People need your time. And so you end up being like a chicken with your head cut off from running around. So I said, what are the things I'm going to put in place to avoid this from happening? So I gave very strict rules of how many interviews I would do a day. Um, what time I go to bed, I go to bed at 9 PM, no matter what I stop working at eight now, look, I'm saying that now, but doesn't mean I'm not going to change it. I'll have to pivot. Maybe I'll have to, you know, um, because sometimes I think the important thing is, is to go, okay, this is my burnout. But, um, if I have to work, let's say 10 PM tonight, I may work 10 PM, but then I need to have come up with another plan to make sure that I then get that hour back. So it's about ebbing and flowing and knowing where you are and where you're not and where your strengths are and where you're the weakest and being the learner. And so I go into this and that's kind of where you're finding me. And, um, the thing that I'm repeating the most though, right now is make sure you have fun. And so I've, I, I literally said to my husband the other day, I was like, babe, I know I said, I want to be New York times number one. And I really do want to be New York times number one, but I want to love this process. So if you ever hear me turning something down and you're like, hey, look, you said you wanted this. No, I'm doing that because I still want to have fun. And I'd rather have fun and not hit New York Times than hit New York Times and hate it. And that was a decision I made beforehand so that now I can go in with things with my eyes wide open because coming back to the awareness piece, you're so freaking on point about that, the power of that. I don't want to hate this. And I know myself. And I can become obsessive and I can become so driven by the, by the result that I ignore every other flag that gets in my way. And because I know that about me, I've not done the work so that I don't get there. Oh, that is so fucking powerful. And I just, you know, you're talking and I'm like going back to pieces in your book about, you know, just like when you didn't listen, you know, and that's mm-hmm. a whole big, you know, with your gut, like literally screaming at you and you're like, oh. Like, yeah, you like, just ignore it. Right. And then, yeah. you know, and, and, but I love, I love, 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 you know, for me, I always say like to my team to just, I want to have fun as much fun as I can in everything that I'm doing and that I'm pursuing in my life. Like this shit's hard, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm not playing fucking small and the more I go, the bigger it gets, which means the fucking harder it gets. There's always, I need fun in my process too, because I think it's like, quality of life, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, you care. Yes. You definitely want to hit that New York times bestselling, you know, and, and I fucking believe that you will, and I'm putting everything that I can (laughs) that shit happen. No, for real. I I really mean it because this is a service to the world that is important. It's not just because I love you. I firmly believe in everything that you put into this book. Like I said, it's a playbook that I know will be fucking supportive to anybody who's going to be willing to take it in and actually apply it. Right. So, but this is the other piece too. I think it's so important. And I live so like, so aligned with you in this. 
I am very clear about my boundaries when it comes to my health. That is number one for me. Um, my self-care, it doesn't mean I'm rigid, which means like, oh, if I don't meditate every single day, if I don't, it does, like you said, like there's going to be that kind of ebb and flow, but you know that it's your boundaries and, and, and ultimately like your priorities around having fun and, and keep not getting burnt out. This trumps everything such to that your ebb and flow is not going to fucking tip you (laughs) so that you can actually like, you know, do what you need to do, but make sure that that shit is, you know, being, you know, you're, you're not, you're not moving in that direction of burnout. I mean, cause that's just, to be honest, like Lisa, that's the most common story. And I think it's so epic. Uh, first of all, I mean, you've lived a lot of, you, you already know that story, like, so you can speak to it, but I love that, like moving forward, you're like, nah, fuck that shit. Like <laughs> been there, done that. I'm going to make sure that everything I'm doing and all the bigness and, you know, the impact that I'm creating in the world, um, is not contingent on me, like burning out and falling apart. Like I'm, I'm able to, yeah. I want to be the representative, like someone who's healthy and succeed. I think a big part of it is having been there a hundred percent is when I was to the point where I could barely eat anything, 20 pounds lighter. I couldn't stand out for longer than five minutes at a time for over a year. You know, I was eating like basically beef and that was it. Literally beef, beef, water, uh, beef, salt, and like uh, chicken I could have. Like it was ridiculous. I was so malnutrition. My hair was falling out. My nails were brittle. And in those moments, I gave myself, I I gave myself a promise and that's the key. And that's something that I now do all the time is that when I fall on the floor, when something fails, when something goes wrong, the immediate thing is, is I give myself grace for being there. And then I also make myself a promise to identify how I got there and not to do it again. And those are the two things. And it's just that way. It's just like, I don't, you know, I can fall on the floor over and over again. And I just go, it's okay, Lisa, give yourself the grace, but promise you'll never be here again. And with my gut, it just took me like five or six years to even get out of it. I mean, I'm still healing. I still have to look at supplements and my sleep patterns. And I um, just recently was wearing a continuous glucose monitor because I was finding myself lightheaded. And so I took ownership over how's my blood levels, you know, where are my hormones at, things like that. Um, You know, and just like, okay, we're making yourself that promise. So um, with anybody that's listening or anyone that's doing anything, it's like when it comes to health or mindset, it's, not about beating yourself up, but about making a promise to yourself so you never end up there again. And that was the thing I just had to do. I love it. I love it. Girl. Okay. This is the last question. One thing you've learned about yourself in writing this book that makes you proud. I'm going to repeat it. One thing that Mm. you've learned about yourself in writing this book that makes you proud. Receive. I wrote. (laughs) Yeah. Receive. Yeah. Um, it really is just the, the completion. It's about setting a goal. Even when I thought that like, who the hell would buy a book from me? What, what the, I literally got, I was like, babe, I was like, I was like well, babe, what do I have to say? Like, I, I got a lot of words in me, but I don't know, like, cause I don't think of myself as an expert. I don't think of myself as a teacher. I think of myself as having a life. And that's really what this book is. It's like, I went from this is the, you know, this is the life that I had and this is the life I have. And this is the utter messiness 
of the and the clunkiness of how on earth I maneuvered through it. So it's really about the lessons of maneuvering. And that to me, I was like, but it's not clean. Like, how do I teach someone that? And that was what my was like, but just say what's inside you. And so that reminder again that I had ill thoughts about myself. I didn't think I was, you know, able to achieve it. But once I made the decision I was going to, I went in with um with with the hat of the learner and the fact that I not only learned it, wrote it, finished it, got it printed, um, and then now here doing an interview with my home girl, like that's just epic. And so no one can take that away from me. No matter how good or bad it does, no one can take that away. I love you. Nobody can take it away. And I I am so again, I'm just so proud of you. I'm so grateful. Please tell our audience where can they go learn more about the book, get the book stay in touch with you. Thank you, homie. Radicalconfidence.com. They can go um, get the book and I've got bonuses. I've actually currently right now got a nine part coaching series that I give for free. Um, So if they go over pre-order the book um, or get it week of pub, then they'll get the, the, um, the coaching series for free. And then if they just want to follow me, follow me at Lisa Billu. But girl, I also just want to say, you're just amazing. Like how people, I really want your audience to know, and hopefully they already do. And I think they do because you're always showing up as being honest and yourself, but no one knows really what happens behind the scenes and behind the scenes during these last, especially few years, your text messaging of reassurance and just, Hey, do you need anything? Like texts of, I love yous is incredible. Your texts of support what you're doing in the world, what you're bringing into your world, your freaking journal. I mean, girl, you're so inspiring. You're so incredible. And I grew up in a world where women don't support women. Women were competition. And I remember the very first day I met you, you basically came running up to me. You know, Lisa! (laughs) And I was like, who is this? I don't know her. And you're like giving me a hug. And you were so genuine and so yourself and so welcoming and so warming that when people when we talk about tribe and we talk about the friends around you like it is imperative to look at who you're surrounded by because having a friend like you who shows up on the constant there's no substitute and so for me to be able to show up every day like I do is because I have freaking amazing incredible women like you who's behind the scenes being my champion and so I don't just want to like big you up right now but I want other people to go and just do that to their mates text them, ping them, let them know how, you know, how you can support each other because homie, like it, there's no freaking stopping us. No, there's not, there isn't. And you've got that support. It's so fucking true. And I love you. Thank you for everything. I firmly embrace and receive all of that love. And now I'm going to just spit this one thing out. I want to, I, cause I've actually never said this to you, but I pay attention to everything like laser fucking I pay attention to everything, you know, how people are showing up, like just, you know, deep person, deep thinker. And I will never forget, um, 2020 happens. It was like in the early beginning part of it when shit got shut down and you were one of my friends that texted me to say, I'm checking in on you. Do you need anything? Love you. And to turn it to the people, you know, like you were saying, like, do not underestimate those small, small, they're not small. I'm just in air quotes to, to those not watching, 
But those are to me, the true marks of like your real friends, you know, shit hits the fan. Like, why the fuck are you thinking of me? Oh, because I matter, you know, that's, and that's just one, one little bit of, of how you show up equally for friends. So it's like the thing where I feel like, like attracts like, and, and honestly, Lisa, um, not to make this like a Persian goodbye. <laughs> what the hell is a Persian goodbye? What's that mean? <laughs> like, I don't even know what that means. For people to know my ethnicity is Persian. Yeah. It's like when you say goodbye, but 20 minutes later, like I'm with. Oh yeah. Oh my like, God. So yeah. <laughs> We're now in 2023. <laughs> Red Bull confidence has been on the shelves for a year. <laughs> I, I put let demand. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dying. It's so true. Okay, not to, but making it. No, I just want to <laughs> say, I just want to bookmark, bookend this fucking radical conversation by saying, girl, with all my heart, this is such an accomplishment. I'm so fucking proud of you. You can count on me. In fact, I want you to fucking expect it of me to show up in every possible way to help this book get into the hands of, especially with the 14 year olds. Like I want your, I want your message in your story to get out as much as possible, because I believe that people that get to take this in, like I said, and really take it in and apply it, it will make a powerful difference. And it's, you know, this resonates with my work. Like I'm here to help empower as many women around the world as I can. So I'm telling you this, this, this is now a tool that I'm going to implement in my coaching to give to my girls to fucking use. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Holy smokes. I love you so much. I love you so much. All right, you guys, we're going to keep the Persian goodbye going without you. thanks so much for tuning into this episode you guys if you loved it please share it on your social throw it up on your instagram stories and tag me rating it and reviewing it via itunes it's such supportive help you guys it really helps the visibility of this podcast so i appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that and on that note you guys i'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next Oh,